Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Philly, what's up? This is Trish at the Philly Music Podcast, bringing you episode number three of the Philly Music Podcast. This episode, I had a chance to catch up and hang out with some old friends in the band Lefty's Deceiver. Super pumped that they have a new album coming out on December 25th, self-titled album. And recently, they previewed a few songs. One was called Our Best. The other one was called Helena Heartbreak or Helena Heartbreak. And... They have a show coming up on December 29th at the Boot and Saddle with uh, the bands JJL and I Think Like Midnight. Super excited about that show. I can't wait for it. So it's Friday, December 29th at the Boot and Saddle. And during this interview, I had a chance to meet Mike and Chris's adorable dog named Stevie. And you will hear her in some of the podcasts <laughs> just uh, jingling around with her little dog collar. So, you know, I tried to take that noise out and it just sounded really weird once I removed it. And then I was like, well, these are like in the field, live interviews at all types of different places. So I'm not going to try to be perfect. I just want to be authentic. Maybe next time we'll do it in a quiet, soundproof studio with no external noises. But that's not how this one went. So the song that's going to open up the interview is from Cheats. It's called Expatriates, and you can check out the interview now. Yes, we put out Cheats in 2003. Stevie, come on. <laughs> you want to eat that, don't you? Change. There's a cute dog here that wants to eat the podcast recorder. <laughs> yeah, we put Cheats out in 2003, and then we kind of, we didn't play as much as we used to, and then 
what happened? I forget. Yeah, I think uh, I think we were all just hanging out, and we decided uh, let's let's start up again. I wasn't in the band at that point. I had left to do Bigger Lovers, and maybe the Bigger Lovers was ending. Right. Um, right, because Ed was in the band, and he left to be in Bigger Lovers full time, and then Chris started playing bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because these guys put, practiced in my basement, in my garage actually, basement garage. And uh, I just heard them practicing all the time. They were, I was a big fan. And then uh, when uh, Ed left, I... Uh, <laughs> That's our dog, Stevie. <laughs> uh, I, I said I wanted to uh, try out. So it's, it's easy for me because I knew all the songs because I heard them practice constantly. So we, we wrote and recorded Cheats and put that out. And we played for a while. And then I think just we all had other bands and things kind of just did slow down and... But then in 2005 or six, we decided to try to rejoin, but with all four of us. So right. Ed came back on mm-hmm. guitar. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, moved from bass to guitar, and uh, and we started playing some shows. I think actually the first one might have been at uh, North Star. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I think we were playing. I think we played with Mazarin, and I can't remember who else, but. Uh, and then, you know, we just did a couple shows each year, and then um, eventually we started writing new music, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going like sort of full time again writing. And then we started recording, and uh, that's when the that's when we recorded this record that's coming out now. We recorded it in 2014. Yeah. And then pretty soon after that, as we kind of finished the recording and started mixing it, Andy moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I was, I saw, like, stuff on your social media and everything saying, like, new album coming out, and then, like, nothing happened for so long. <laughs> yeah, that's, we were, we were full steam ahead. We were playing shows we were going to be recording, and then, and then, like, Andy moved there for work and a bunch of other, you know, so it's just, like, yeah, I think he, he left. He left a little sooner than he thought he was gonna leave, and so we thought we would get it all done and out before he left. But it just didn't it just didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of halted the whole enterprise for a while. But we, you know, with him out there and us here, we didn't really think about it too much. But then recently, we were like, well, maybe if he ever comes home for the holidays or any kind of extended time where we could fit in a practice or two and a show, we could do it. And then the boot and saddle just got in touch with me with a bunch of dates for like, I think I posted something about me recording music and, and, and Jeff from uh, boot and saddle sent me an email. I was like, do you want to play a show? I was like, no, that, that's just me. I don't, I don't have a band or anything. I'm just, I was like, but we've been talking about doing a show with lefties deceiver and it kind of just all fell together really quickly. We were out visiting LA for Andy's wedding and then uh, um, they sprung it on him and he was game so yeah so that's that's how we got here so we're practicing here without him yeah I was gonna ask about he's practicing in his attic (laughs) I was gonna ask if you you know because you can record with somebody across the country or in another country that's not that hard but to practice like with you I was gonna say do you put on the live stream or do you just practice separately (laughs) I thought about like setting up a system where like skyping but that no, we're not gonna. Yeah. So we're uh, we're we're just rehearsing what we can do on our own here, and then he's practicing out there. And then when he gets here, a couple yeah. days before, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do together. some rehearsals yeah. with him, cool. and then do the show. And hopefully, it'll all come together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be touch and go, but we'll we'll make it happen. 
make it work. Mm-hmm. Magic. The yeah. magical just happened. We'll to see. Happen. These songs are a lot more complicated than I remember, yeah. Yeah. especially without Andy singing and yeah. his guitar parts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the stuff that's coming out on the 25th, is that all the stuff that you did in 2014, or is there anything new? No, nothing newer, but there is a song in there that we actually wrote years before and never got around to recording, so... Yeah, there's some older stuff on there, like, that we never recorded, and then there's stuff that we had written for this record. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, that was... We did all the sessions for recording in 2014 at various studios, and then I just... I've been mixing it here in my little studio. Um, Cool. Finally, so... Well, I can't wait to hear it. I, I really love the first two songs you guys just released the other day. Thank you. When I first listened to them, I was like, wow, this is like, I wouldn't say it's pop, but it's like really rocking. It's like very hooky, especially compared to like the really early stuff you guys put out. So mm-hmm. I was we have, like, we have, they grabbed me like immediately. Yeah. We have that reputation for what the math, math rock is what we're doing <laughs> a lot of. Yeah. Really complicated time signatures and stuff like that but yeah with, with this record yeah I mean I think that once Ed came back to play guitar it like it took the pressure off the bass to be really melodic and be like acting like a guitar mm-hmm. and allowed me to just start to do things that were a lot more like rhythmic and um bassy yeah I tend to play more melodically anyway so that might have added to the poppiness a little bit kind of streamline the arrangements the rhythms of the uh the rhythm sections to give more space for for ed to to do what he does which is you know because we were always a three-piece so it was always like the bass had to yeah. pick up that slack of doing mm-hmm. some more melodic stuff yeah uh and in this way we could kind of streamline everything and, and, and it ended up being a lot more straightforward than we're usually you know yeah we, we took a lot of time trying to figure out how to work in a second guitar I was going to ask you before we started recording just because you know we've been a three piece for so long you know and Andy was used to just filling up that that space you know so it, it took a little while to figure out how to get everybody in there yeah yeah was it weird to come back on guitar since you've been playing bass so long uh you know, it had actually been a while since I played bass, since, you know, I was playing guitar with the Bigger Lovers for so long, so... But, it, yeah, it was odd at first playing guitar in Lefties, you know, mm-hmm. and especially, like, on the older songs where there is no, there was no second guitar recorded, so there's... It's a matter of just, like, figuring out where to, uh, where to dip in and out, you know, and yeah. not, not step on his toes, so... Yeah, it's it's a fun challenge. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> After not playing some of those songs for probably a while, was it weird to go back? Or like you were saying, it was harder than you thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I haven't been playing drums at all for a while, um, and then I've recently started playing again. So getting you know the chops back, just to get to the bass level of being able to. To, to play the songs at all, let alone remember the arrangements and the parts, uh, was a little bit of a, of a challenge, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm finally there, you know, getting there. Yeah, this may be the longest we've gone without attempting to play the songs, so, in, in any way, shape, or form, so, yes. Yeah. It's, just, uh, it's a little rusty. It is rusty. The moment. Yeah, I think it's been a while since any one of us really, like, was, was playing full-time in a band, so there's just yeah. a... A lot of practice. Cool. 
Well, let's see. Oh yeah, another question related to like your older stuff. Do you like revisit? Okay, so as a fan, I listened to like a lot of your music when it first came out, and I saw a lot of shows, and it was really fun. But you know, in my mind, I thought like say conversations on favorite nations. That was like my favorite lefties album in my mind. But then when I went back and we listened to everything now. I really love Cheats the best, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, how did that happen? Like, did I just, I probably just didn't give it enough time because, like, I started listening to it, and I'm like, wow, this is so good. Why didn't I love this album back 15 years ago? Yeah, I have that with bands where, like, there's an album that I love, and I kind of don't really give the subsequent albums a chance, and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you, like, have anything, like, you're looking back at where you're like, wow, I really love this song now, and I didn't like it then, or vice versa, like, you... The one thing that I think that we've been talking about is like we play these songs and we're like, how did we write these? Yeah, <laughs> like, like no memory of having written them. Yeah, I have favorite songs. I like all the records for different reasons, but um, I, I I have favorite songs on each record. But I think Cheats is my favorite record. Yeah. Now though, when I yeah. think back of all of them, it's sorry, the first... sorry, Ed. No, no, no. Actually, it's my favorite record too, and I think the reason it's my favorite record is because I wasn't involved. Yeah. In it. <laughs> so I can appreciate it as a fan. Right. <laughs> Whereas to the the records that I was involved in, I rarely, if ever, listen to those just because I listen to them plenty. Yeah. The writing, recording, mixing, like, I, you know, I've I've heard them enough. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's cool to go back and listen, and try and figure out the songs, but it's not something I usually put on, you know, just to sit down and listen to but cheats is totally a record that i do that with because it's it's really fresh to me i wasn't i wasn't there in the when it was being yeah that record came together so fast like i just remember i think we wrote it in like just a couple of weeks i feel like it just i don't know we we talk about that sometimes about and i don't know if it's an age thing or if it's just that you when you're in and like a time frame when you're practicing a lot together and you're playing a lot together you just write songs quicker but i feel like this new are we calling the new record lefties is saver yeah okay all right there's a lot of conversation about that by the way um I feel like this one was a little bit more painful to write. It just it seems like it took forever for some of the songs. Yeah. Well, just... I mean, part of that was what I was saying, like have, have, adding an extra instrument in right. the band, figuring out how that was going to work. Um, and yeah, we were rusty. Yeah. You know, at the time, we hadn't been doing it for a while. So yeah. It, yeah, it didn't come together as quickly as the, as the other ones. Yeah. But it's a, I think it's a little more polished in some respects yeah the, the new record yeah yeah, yeah I, I think so too I think we really spent a lot of time editing the part like figuring yeah. out where, where things were going to go and, and so uh, mixing it has been yeah. fun but challenging for me yeah with Cheats what would happen is Andy would show up with like a guitar riff and then it would be up to Mike and I to just make it into like a song that made sense that had parts <laughs> <laughs> and then we you know it came together you know and this one I just I feel like there was a lot of puzzling over it but like what do we do with this part that you know what I'm gonna step out you can <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dog wrangling yeah it's very lonely now <laughs> so People used to call your style of music math rock. Yes. 
I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that was an accurate description, or it was just a way for people to classify you since they never really heard anything that sounded like what you guys were doing? I guess sometimes it was meant in a derogatory way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't really care one way or the other. I, 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 I grew up listening and loving like prog rock and complex music in addition to punk rock and regular rock, so... I don't know. I thought it was a fairly apt descriptor. Yeah, yeah it, it never bothered me. I mean, especially those early records with all the different tunings and time signatures and stuff like that. It it, it kind of deserved deserved. That, uh, it seemed record. normal to us when we were writing it. It just seemed that was how the songs went. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Like when you just listen abstractly to the record and then you see a live Lefty Deceiver show. Like, the live show is so energetic and, like, visceral and, like, sweaty and, like, yeah. emotional almost. So you think, like, math rock is this unemotional, like, intellectually stimulating music. That well, right, that was kind of what I, you know, so you picture cool. math rock and it was very, seems like it should be clinical or whatever, but that was never how we like to perform. No. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think I've said this before, but the... Play, you know, playing the shows was my favorite thing about doing those was I was able to just completely turn off my brain and just like, you know, it was like not an out-of-body experience, but just like didn't have to think about it. It just was all visceral yeah. muscle memory and, and really like great. Yeah. Yeah, we rehearsed so much that the complexity of the music was kind of just didn't even really concern us. You know what I mean? We we just knew the songs like muscle memory. It was like you just played the song through the songs, and even though they oh this this one's in seven or this one's in five, didn't really yeah we yeah. weren't thinking like that. And we weren't thinking yeah. like that. It was yeah. just playing and and trying to have as much fun and be energetic and emotional. You know, connecting with the yeah. I feel like it took me a long time to get to that point. <laughs> I was like very, very hyper concerned for a long time with like playing everything exactly right. If you had to learn like twenty songs, <laughs> we had like known them because we were yeah. we had written them and yeah, performed them, and slowly yeah. over time, you had to learn like fifteen songs all at once. <laughs> actually, I mean, I think actually I had learned the songs for the first tour that I went on in three weeks. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. That's amazing. A lot of woodshedding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that's you know that was always this is always the most fun band to play in for me just because we were able to be so crazy on stage and and, it, and somehow it worked. Um, you know, people people seem to like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like how you were able to like take a theoretically you know intellectual type of music and make it very personal and emotional and crazy and fun and wild. So right, right. I, Here's another animal. <laughs> What's going on with these guys? Like these guys ignore us the whole day. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes now that we're all in our forties. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So I read an article that I don't know if I even should mention it because he's like sort of a competitor now. But I read an article that John Batiste wrote back in the day where he uh, interviewed you guys and I guess Andy said he only wants to play songs that are fun even if they're not as cerebral as they once were. Mm -hmm. 
But then that same article mentioned that Mike was drinking a yingling and Chris was drinking a bud, and I was wondering if he got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think that was a... It's like backwards. Yeah, yeah that was my Budweiser phase. Yeah. I'm not trying to call him out. <laughs> I think at the time I thought if I drank enough Budweiser, I would be able to write as many songs as Robert Pollard. <laughs> and if that is not... Causation does not... <laughs> Equal correlation in that case. Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting point that, you know, I guess, like, the first couple albums were very, like, technical and complicated. Well, when Chris joined the band, that's when we started to try to move, I think consciously, to to a certain extent, into the more, you know, less, the less complicated songs in terms of, like, time signature and rhythm and and, and just trying to be more, like, writing pop songs in our style, but, uh, you know... And, and just the way that we played was a lot different than the way that Ed and I played together. Because when Ed and I were the rhythm section, it was different. When Chris came in a different style, it kind of changed the, the the foundation part of the band. Yeah, I mean, I kind of noticed that, you, that when you came into the band, it was a little dance. You could kind of dance a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I'm like I'm really actively trying to make people dance, but I, you know, I. I'm constantly seeking out music that makes me, like, uh, feel something when I listen to it, you know, that gives me, like, sort of, um, you know, I don't know, a little jolt of energy or, or like, some, some, you know, I don't know, I want to go running to it or something, so, because yeah. um, I'm drawn to writing stuff that has that kind of movement in it. Yeah. I think we've all become better songwriters, too. I mean, when we started, Andy, Andy would just come in with these parts and then Mike and I would just have to like figure out how to glue them all together yeah and uh which you know led to the weird timing time signatures and stuff and I mean we and we got good at that but uh but over time I mean you know Andy's become a better songwriter and and uh you know, we're all a little better at what we did. Yeah, it kind of moved away from, like, putting parts together yeah, to, exactly. like, writing a song yeah. in the traditional sense. Andy would come in with parts that he didn't even realize were in, like, a completely convoluted time signature. Yeah. And then Ed and I would be like, wait, that's, hold on, three, four, five, and then we, you know, it was a weird way of, of writing. Yeah, that's and then, the technical part was happening. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting to go back and hear the evolution of that, that mm-hmm. business now. So the show on the 29th at the Boot and Sad, are you going to play a lot of the new stuff or just like the best of lefties? <laughs> we will do a lot of new stuff. I mean, the album will be out by then, so people will be able to hear it. Um, but we'll, we're definitely doing our fair share of uh, old stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I think we're getting something from almost every record. Yeah. yeah. So we three, three from off of Cheats, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There's just some songs that I think if people bought a ticket and came to see us play and we didn't play certain songs, we'd be in trouble with some of our friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. With some hits. <laughs> hits in the sense that we have hits. <laughs> you guys have plans for after the album comes out of maybe... Touring, wrong at a good job. <laughs> I know, like you guys are all like have real jobs and family. Yeah. I don't know. I think that what's been fun for for me in this whole thing is like mixing the record and, and putting the, the stuff out. In the past, it's always been like, I don't know, there was like a drive. There's like some kind of anxiety behind it because it's like, well, we've got to get it out. We've got to get people to do it. We've got to get our tour booked. We got Now it's just like, we're just going to get together and play because it's fun and we're friends and it's a good way for us to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying mixing the record because I'm not worried about the reception really. I'm just happy that it's getting done and that it's going to be out there finally. I mean, it's been gratifying to see that people enjoy the two new songs that we put out on Tuesday. And then beyond that, I don't, I don't think, I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult to make plans with a bi-coastal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he did say since he's coming out here to do a show, we have to go out there and do a show. So Yeah, I would, I would, not, point. I would not argue. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would love to play out in LA. So, yeah, I mean, that's just... It's been fun, you know. Andy's been so busy out there that we haven't had, you know, we haven't kept in touch as much as we would have liked. And so this has been a good way to kind of just. I, I think it'd be fun to do some bicoastal writing, though. Have Andy send us his his licks. Yeah. yeah. Rot box and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Could be fun. We could definitely set up a remote band situation, a remote yeah. practice situation, yeah. if we thought about it hard enough. Somebody got like a really complicated like video splicing thing, you know, where you, he could play like on a green screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys right. could play. <laughs> just, and then, like, just put yeah. it in. Composite this in. We do work in post production, so yeah, <laughs> we could probably make that happen. <laughs> then put some like cool like. 60s style psychedelic music like yeah. oh, visuals right. in the background yeah, and no yeah. one would know because <laughs> it's so we weren't there. seamless um well you guys all had a lot of like side projects going on when you were in lefties are you still involved with any of them or is it just like you're too busy not really playing in as many bands as we used to <laughs> yeah I'm playing in uh, Lower Wolves which is an R.E.M cover band um so we do uh everything from on chronic town up through document um and then and that i wouldn't say that's a full-time gig though that's we 
play, do just do a few shows a year. But it's a fun way to keep keep playing guitar. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing here and there with different bands. I, I've, I've been playing drums with Summer Fiction, oh, which is Bill Bikini's band. Um, we don't play often, but you know we kind of get together, do a rehearsal or two, play a show. Um, and I've been playing guitar in a band called Mount Vengeance recently. This is all kind of starting recently because I just really decided I needed to play music again. Uh, yeah. No one ever asked me to be in their band. <laughs> <laughs> if I actually could play anything other than the wild thing, I would ask you to be Thanks. in my band. I basically had to fight my way into this one. I know. Uh, I wish. I, I, I certainly times, you know, harder to come by than it used to be. But, I mean, I would love to um, have a, you know, a, a band that was writing songs in. Just, um, you know, every time I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, yeah, we've really made a great fit. They're like, yeah, I'm too busy. They won't commit. So... You gotta get the Hobbling Twin Otter back up. I know, so I hung the poster. Did you see it? No, I didn't. So, Andy and I actually played in a band before Lefty's Deceiver. I mean, like, he was playing in Lefty's, but before I had anything to do with Lefty's, before he didn't even seen Lefty's play or heard of them, Andy and I. Um, I can't remember how we met, but somehow we met. Put a flyer up. Probably something like that. Andy wanted to play drums again, so he put a flyer up looking for people that he could be in a band with where he played drums and you answered that flyer did he play drums on that? no but he quickly once they started playing he quickly moved yeah. they both played baritone yeah. guitar yeah. and oh. Frank from Undergirl played <laughs> right, drums right. Yeah. somewhere there's some tapes <laughs> yeah that's when I first met you that show yeah I played one show yeah and then we were in Audible the band Audible yes. for a while um, yeah and actually, Ed was in the band too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mary, right? And Mary was in the band. Yeah, it's like a whole family affair. It was like Jim Kehoe and yeah, Steve Coley. In utero, our son. Yeah. yeah. He appears on a record. Yeah. An audible record as, a, as an infant. <laughs> All right. Only a couple more questions um, besides your own band. Uh, mm-hmm. Any bands that you're really into that are from Philly right now that people should know about? Well, I mean, the ones that we know, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're friends with the War on Drugs, and it's kind of, it's been awesome to see those guys really climb to the top and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really like, I mean, Hop Along is Hop really along, good. Yeah, uh, Louie really. Louie, uh, I have their record. It's really enjoyable. Um, the District's Queen of Jeans. I mean, there's all these bands. I don't get to see it's shows. So many, yeah. I know, I don't, I mean, it's like... Yeah. I don't get to out to see shows as much as I used to, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. <laughs> Nothing's coming. That's fair, that's fair. Sorry. <laughs> that's totally cool. No, I mean, the other bands that are playing with us uh, at this show uh, on the 29th uh, is JJL. That's Jay Lachlan, who, who he's been in the music scene here forever with Linola and Like a Fox, like a Fox Garden Fox, State. Yeah. And JJL is their new iteration. They're kind of a metal <laughs> band. They're pretty awesome. And then... Uh, the other band is called I Think Like Midnight. That's Andy Chalfin's band from Trolleybox, Wishniaks, and it's Dean and and Joe from uh, Milkman are in that band. They're an instrumental band. Yeah, they're they're really good. Them. They're I really awesome. Josh Murray is in that yet, band. So, so it's, it, we're really excited about the bill. Um, it's just going to be a fun night, and, and those guys are great. It's going to be a, an eclectic mix. Cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three totally different kinds of music. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty standard. Yeah. Like yeah. Night out in Philly. Exactly. <laughs> cool. 
well, that's all I've got to ask you guys. Uh, thank you so much. It was really awesome to catch up. And well, thanks for coming and doing this, and thanks yeah, for putting up with our thanks, with our Chris. dog. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is very cute. So. <laughs> he was now quiet. <laughs> and, you know, we'll figure it out. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. It was really fun to hang out with them, and I can't wait till the album comes out on Christmas Day 2017. So this podcast was recorded the week of December 19th. We had the interview on December 14th, and then I did my editing and went to a couple shows and finished everything up. So the song that closes out the interview is from the new self-titled album that comes out on December 25th. The song is called Our Best. And yeah, it's so catchy, right? Can't wait to maybe dance my butt off to that one at the Boot and Saddle on December 29th. Also, sorry, John Batiste, I'm not trying to call you out. I love the stuff that you do. And, you know, I'm not trying to start an Anchorman-style street brawl between Philly music aficionados or fans, <laughs> but uh, I did notice <laughs> that that discrepancy in the uh, beer description. I had spent many, many days hanging with Mike back in the day, and I knew he was a Budweiser heavy guy, so that's that. Cash me outside, right? <laughs> Don't forget, you can always call in and leave me a message for the Philly Music Podcast. The number is 484-429-6949, and operators are standing by 24-7-365 to listen to your great stories and also your show dates, concert calendar listings, album release parties, your favorite hot toddy recipe, dad jokes, anything you want to leave on the machine, go for it. If it's a good message and I think something that other people would like to listen to, I will play it in the podcast in an upcoming episode. So there you go. Show reviews, 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 show reviews. Some of the recent shows that I have attended have been a JoJo's Holiday Variety Show. That was December 15th at the Moss Building. And it featured a whole bunch of really cool bands. Each one played about two to four songs. JoJo and the Neon Grease released their holiday EP, Smiling Through. And I have to tell you, the songs live, wow, so good. I love the sound of the saxophone live. It just blows it all away. Oh, so good. Fun. A little bit nostalgic sounding. A little bit contemporary. I just, I love the sound of don't kill yourself this Christmas. Just 
I feel like this should be on everyone's holiday mixtape. So donate to Rock to the Future. Get your copy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. B. Pay what you wish. It's just a fun little EP. And then, you know... Get ready for JoJo and the Neon Grease to release their their full album in early 2018. I think the the date they mentioned in our interview a couple weeks back was February sometime. But, you know, you know how these things go. Sometimes production takes a little longer or whatever. Keep your eyes out and, and definitely get the Smiling Through EP. Make your donation. Rock to the Future is a great organization that provides free music programs for underserved Philadelphia kids and teens. So that's definitely something we need to, you know, build the future of creative young Philadelphians. It's definitely something positive that can, you know, have a great impact on somebody's life and keep them doing great stuff and keep people out of the wrong kind of trouble. Beat Jams, wow, they played too. And I mean, there were so many cool bands playing. It was a uh, Beat Jams, High Soft, the Not For Longs, the Bird Soul Band. They were kind of fun. I didn't see the first band, Settled Arrows, but uh, wow, Beat Jams, holy crap. Oh my God, I think I have like a new girl crush. Totally badass. Love the sequins. How come no one told me about these guys sooner? Like, the music was fun and just like a badass attitude. Just like basically everything I want in, in my Friday night band. The Not For Longs were fun. I love their matching jackets. The music was good. The Birdsall Band, they were uh, adorable. A little bit before, well, the JoJo's Holiday Variety Show was supposed to only go until 10.30. And they... They were still playing at a little after 10.30. So I kind of had to sneak out Irish Goodbye It and head over to to the Hoots and Hellmouth Solstice Extravaganza at Union Transfer. I missed Johnny Showcase, which is unfortunate because my buddy David Fishkin plays in the band. But I got there just in time to see like the third song that Hoots and Hellmouth did. The two venues were pretty close together, so I hustled over and enjoyed the smooth sounds of Hoots and Hellmouth, and it was fun. It was people dancing, and that was pretty much it for the concerts that I've been to since the last podcast. Just super busy getting holiday stuff together. Hope you guys are getting your holiday stuff together. No one actually left any voicemails this week. I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can call anytime, 24-7, 365, at 
You can leave a voicemail and tell me a great story, a funny thing that happened when you went to a show, a great memory. Tell me your favorite Philly band right now or which song by a Philly band that you have stuck in your head, your favorite band, your favorite Philly Christmas carol. Hey, man, tell me a great story. Tell me when your next show is happening. When's your album release party happening? Etc. Let's talk about the concert calendar. So this episode was recorded on December 19th, 2017. So I'm just going to go straight ahead to this weekend, which is December 22nd. On Friday, December 22nd, Ben Arnold and his band are playing at the Steel City Coffee House. So come check them out. Levy Drivers, Allie Wadsworth, Scantron, and Dirty Dollhouse are playing at Ort Leaves also on the 22nd of December. If you want to drive down I-95 to 1984 Wilmington, it's a really cool venue with video games and beer, great beer. You can check out the uh, classic Delaware band called Spindrift. They were playing when I was in college. And they're playing along with Grace Vonderkun, who is putting out some really cool stuff lately. Love her sound. So that's at 1984 Wilmington on December 23rd. It's a Saturday. Or you can go to the Mistletoe Jam with John Fay, Molly Rhythm, Kid Felix, Bong Hits for Jesus, the Stereo Titans, and Lexi Vaganos on uh, December 28th. Also on December 28th at Milk Boy Philly is Chill Moody. December 29th, Friday, World Cafe Live is Bilal. And then also, the other show that's happening at World Cafe Live that same night is Tiny Human with Shy Shape and Past Life. But the show that I'm going to go to on December 29th is going to be Lefty's Deceiver with JJL and I Think Like Midnight. December 29th at the TLA is the Hype's Holiday Variety Show with Boy Wonder, Chris Gannett, Ehos, St. Wild, Dear Forbidden, and a whole bunch more. And then on December 30th at the Boot and Saddle, he's from Jersey, so it still counts, even if I don't know where the Relay Shack is these days, but the Ben Vaughn Quintet will be playing at the Boot and Saddle on December 30th. Also on December 30th at Underground Arts, we've got The Great Enough, Saint Slumber, Andorra, Daddy Lap, and Resilient. That should be a pretty fun show if you like to rock your face off. And then all the New Year's shows are coming up so on new year's eve eve we've got the districts with mannequin pussy and permanent body on new year's eve eve at johnny brenda's december 30th and then on actual new year's eve the districts is at johnny brenda's with the pine barons and lithuania also on new year's eve on at the dawson street pub we've got cookie rubinowitz the primaries and schoolie d oh my god gonna like dance your face off also on new year's eve we've got west philadelphia orchestra and johnny showcase throwing down the party wow what are you gonna do that's at underground arts december 31st ardmore music hall swift technique is playing with a talking heads tribute band called start making sense and uh another addition to my calendar this just got on my radar recently for December 31st, New Year's Eve, is Vacationer, Mo Lauda and the Humble and Commonwealth Choir at Frankfurt Hall. Wow. I mean, if you're going to go see a band, I, let's face it, a lot of people don't go see bands on New Year's Eve because they just want to dance and 
drink alcohol. But if you are going to go see a show, it's going to be very difficult to pick one. You should just do, like, all of the shows. Just go to all of them and end up somewhere at the end of the night and then end up somewhere else and then go to somebody's friend's house and bring, like, a bottle of cheer or... It's okay if you're not drinking. You can do that, too. So early in January, we've got some shows coming up. I'm not going to go too far into January because, I mean, who can really plan that far ahead? January 5th at the Boot and Saddle. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, so just leave me a voicemail and tell me how to say it next time. Madeleine Gauze with Queen of Jeans, Louie Louie, and Empath. And at the pharmacy, we have Jacopo and the Late Saints. Then, big show happening on January 6th, the World Cafe Live, upstairs and downstairs, or you can, you know, mix and match depending on your level of interest. Light of day show with many artists, including Ben Arnold's Sunday morning meltdown record release show, and uh, Jim Bojo will also be there, and tons of other artists, so you can get that full lineup. I'm just, you know, including the local folks that I am familiar with. Also on Saturday, January 6th, at Johnny Brenda's, Frog Holler and Hezekiah Jones will be playing. And then I think that's it, man. I'm just going to stop it right there. That's, you know, the next three weeks. So lots of shows. I should have the podcast number four out for all the early January Johns happening. So you can check it out. So thanks for listening to the Philly Music Podcast. Don't forget, contact me on all the social media and email at Philly Music Pod on Twitter, Philly Music Podcast at gmail.com. Call the hotline any time of day, anywhere, 484-429-6949. Leave me a message. Tell me interesting stuff that's happening. If the message is le- if the message is audible and not completely obscene, I'll probably play it on the show. Leave some shout-outs. Tell me your favorite hot toddy recipe. It's winter time. We're going to need that. Tell me, you know, what you're listening to when you go to the gym. <laughs> your favorite Philly band to listen to at the gym. Tell me what Philly band is keeping you from seasonal affective disorder by their amazing music, all the shows. Tell me, like, what shows you're going to, who your favorite band is, everything, you know. I just want to know everything. Just tell me everything. (laughs) All right, so I don't know exactly when the next Philly Music Podcast is going to come out. It might be right before the new year or right after. It's just going to depend on all the scheduling that I can do with people and the next interview. But, uh... Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Hope to see you out at an upcoming show. Leave me a message, 484-429-6949. Send me a tweet, at Philly Music Pod on the Twitter. And drop me an email, phillymusicpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Hope that 2018 is amazing, and peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.